A very good morning to you and a warm welcome to the WWF SAFM decisive debate. Um, this morning debating the motion, we are not paying enough for water. It should surely be very exciting. Now, here's the background. Government thinks that we're not paying enough for water. In fact, government thinks that water is too cheap at the moment. And as a result, we are abusing, we're not managing water properly. And that is what we would like to debate this morning. What exactly um, do people think about these particular issues? We have a fascinating debate coming underway for you. Uh, but firstly, I would really like just to welcome uh, our studio audience here together with the debaters. A big round of applause for everybody. Thank you. Thank you. I know it's a little cold, but uh, believe me, by 9 o'clock it's going to be hot. Um, but also we have uh, six debaters, two teams of three. They will be fighting it out over this motion here. We are not paying enough for what I'm going to introduce them to you in a minute. But what I would like to do also is just to give you a little bit of a, a process how this thing is going to happen. This is not just an ordinary discussion. Uh, actually, the team that puts out a convincing, compelling argument will win the day. How that will happen is because you uh, here in, in our studio and, of course, also our listeners will be voting um, as the discussion continues. If you are listening, you can vote through the SMS line 34701, 34701, usual SMS line, uh, and, and of course a little later on. In fact, right at the end, we will tell you how people voted on this. So um, it's not just a panel discussion, it's a contest. The strongest team, uh, those who construct the best argument, will win the day here today. Uh, they will be squaring off then the two teams talking about this motion, we are not paying enough for our water, and I would like at this time uh, to introduce them to you. Let's meet the debating team then. The two teams uh, of three fighting it out over this motion here. Uh, let me start uh, uh, from, from with the team debating for the motion. I'm going to start with Helga Muller, who is with the Department of Water Affairs, where he holds the position of Acting Deputy Director General of Policy and Regulation. A very good morning to you, Mr. Muller. Thank you very much. Good morning to you and, and everyone listening. Thanks. Thanks indeed for coming through uh, and also just going to the side, then debating against the motion. Let me introduce Doranda, by a businesswoman and an activist with a long struggle history. She's the recipient of the National Order of Baobab in silver for her distinguished contribution to the development of formal and informal business for black and women economic empowerment in South Africa. Uh, to you, Mrs. Ndara, a very good morning. Thank you very much for coming through. Uh, thanks indeed. Well, don't worry. You'll be hearing a lot of Mrs. Ndaba in a minute. She's losing her voice at the moment, but don't worry. <laughs> She'll be there for you. Uh, just, just stay there. Again, going back to the team debating for the motion, Desigan Naidu, the Chief Executive Officer of Water Research Commission, South Africa's only dedicated water research steering and funding institution. Mr. Naidu, good morning. Good morning, Kulani. Thank you very much for your time uh, uh, this morning uh, here on this important debate. I'm going to go again to the, the team debating against the motion. Let me uh, introduce to you uh, Mutsipe Matlala, the president of the National African Farmers Union of South Africa. Uh, the farmers here involved. Mr. Matlala, good morning. Uh, let's sort out the microphone there, Mr. Matlala's microphone. Can you, uh, can, yeah, good morning to you. All right, we'll sort it out for you in a minute. Thank you very much, Mr. Matlala, uh, the president of the National African Farmers Union, debating um, against the motion. W back to the team debating uh, for the motion. Uh, let's introduce now uh, Robin Stein, uh, director at uh, Edward Nathan Sonnenberg. Robin, thank you very much for coming through. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. Fantastic. And finally, uh, the team debating against the motion, Judith Taylor, uh, who represents the South African Water Caucus, which is a multi-organization movement which uh, was started back in 
June of 2002 to bring together different groups around water issues to develop a common vision for the World Summit on Sustainable Development. Mrs. Taylor, good morning to you. Good morning, Colin. Thank you very much for your time. Right, this is how we're going to do this. I'm going to give the debaters about a minute and a half to make their initial inputs, tell us about uh, this motion, what they think about it, uh, and then we'll move on to the second, uh, uh, second round of the debate this morning. Again, I'm going to start uh, with uh, Helgad Muller. Helgad Muller, you have your one and a half minutes starting now, uh, debating for the motion. The motion again on the table this morning, we are not paying enough for water. Helgad? Uh, no, thanks. Uh, I want to thank you for the opportunity. I also want to rephrase the question a bit, because water is a complex issue. We can also say, uh, are enough funds flowing to water? Are the funds that currently going to water used efficiently? And are the grounds and monies that are supposed to go to water be used effectively? Let me explain the total water chain, because we all just think about water at a tap. Uh, we think about the water resource. That is to protect the resource, to protect pristine catchments, to prevent pollution, over-abstraction, licenses. So this part of the water price is going to that water resource protection function. Then we've got national water resource infrastructure like Val Dam, Lesotho Highlands. We pay part of the money for, for those infrastructures. Then the last, uh, third component is the bulk water. In this case of Gauteng, we've got Rand water. Uh, they treat water, they pump water uh, and supply in bulk to municipalities. So part of the tariff goes to them. And then lastly, we've got municipalities that distribute water to houses and, and, and in some places in, informal settlements, the standpipes. And then the whole cycle is returned, toilet, wastewater treatments, and back to the river. So we think about, we talk about funding for water and tariffs, about that total water cycle. It's a business that must be funded. It can't, cannot run without the proper finances. Even a subsidy to a poor family must be funded by someone. In the end, it boils down to effective use of finances. We've done a national study as part of uh, investment framework to see how much money is needed in the sector. And we calculated the 617 billion. The minister has also mentioned this in her budget speech in Parliament uh, earlier uh, last week, earlier this week, mm. uh, to say 617 billion is needed over the next 10 years for new infrastructure refurbishment and upgrade of existing infrastructure. It comes down to about 67 billion per annum. Currently, we only get 30 billion, about half of that, from grants, payments, and loans. We must double this up. We need more private sector investment, but I know investors need a stable business before they invest. That is paying customers. So the natural picture is we've got too little money put back into infrastructure upkeep. We've got inefficiencies uh, in, in, in payment, maintenance and rehabilitation, and sufficient money, uh, not sufficient money is generated also to expand its services to the unserved people that are still unserved and improve the services from basic to uh, uh, improved service. Thank okay. you, Colonel. Thank you very much. Uh, debating, of course, for the motion, uh, the Acting Deputy Director General for Policy and Regulation, Helgat Muller, ladies and gentlemen. Right, let's invite now the first speaker against the motion, Doran Daba, uh, to present her case to you. Doran Daba, of course, a businesswoman and an activist with a long struggle history, debating against the motion, the motion on the table. Remember, we are not paying enough for water. Uh, Doran Daba. Um, the high water losses in municipalities should be addressed first instead of rushing to increase tariffs in order to find leaking systems. Some of the effects are lost water between municipality and route to the customers is estimated around 
The water research report states that on average one third of water is lost across the country in the municipalities either from leaks or people not paying water. That is called uh, non-revenue water. How then with growing population and urban migration? It's already using more than 98% of water. And more water is lost due to aging infrastructure. It is therefore important to deal with the recovery problems rather than increasing prices, fixing the present uh, problems, e.g. by training youth in plumbing, by using FET colleges which are ready to, to, to help. For instance, uh, the Ekurileni uh, municipality is the best, uh, it, it was the best uh, municipality according to uh, the report from the minister. Why that? Because in Ekurileni we have a FET college which is training youth in plumbing and that youth can be used all over Houten to help in this aging uh, infrastructure and the leaking pipes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, debating, of course, against the motion. Doran Daba, a big round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much. Uh, and of course, now speaking for the motion, we are not paying enough for our water, is Robin Stain of Edward Nathan Sonnenbergs. Robin, your one and a half minute begins now. I would like to approach this question in the Hamlet um, way. For me, the question is, who do we mean by the we when we talk about or we make the proposition that we do not pay enough for water? In a situation where the ordinary person, the person living within one kilometer from the studio, still does not have access to sufficient water and sanitation, those farmers, emerging farmers, are not able to produce viable crops. Where there are problems, ongoing problems, with infrastructural failure, requiring, as Helgard Muller has referred to, 67 billion rand per annum to fix, tariff collections are poor, as our opponent has just mentioned. Variable tariff collections, which despite the block rate system that is anticipated in the National Water Act, are not consistently applied, we clearly have a leaky system. The National Water Act is very, very um, unique in that it imposes obligations not only on water users, but also on government. This is in the spirit of custodianship, where the state is the custodian of our national water, which is public water, it holds it in trust for, among other things, social equity purposes, the provision of water for basic human needs, the provision of water for ecological protection, and also for socio-economic um, development and growth. Therefore, government in all three spheres certainly does have an obligation to breathe life into these values, which are based in our Constitution. They give life to the fundamental rights that are um, provided for in our Bill of Rights. To the extent, coming back to the we, certain sectors of the economy have historically and to this day 
enjoy financial assistance or payees of very low value rates for the use of water to the extent that industry still enjoys the opportunity to create situations of non-point solution without payment, the system isn't working and it needs to be fixed. These arguments are legal arguments. They're based in the Constitution and the mandate upon which the National Water Act is based. These are obligations that are placed on all of us. That is why we have a demand-side management system um, captured within the National Water Act. The more you use, the more you pay. Use within the levels, the norms, there's an economic incentive. In a country that is faced with water scarcity, how do we value water is a challenge for all of us. Ultimately, water use needs to find its way back into the resource management system along the value chain that my colleague Helge Muller has just referred to. Otherwise, that very, very popular, don't know if anybody in the studio has paid it, played it, that popular app or online game, where's my water, will become a reality in our country going forward. Robin Stein of Edward Nathan Sonnenberg, ladies and gentlemen, debating for the motion. Right, thanks indeed, Robin. Well, to argue against the motion now, we have Mutsipe Matlala, who is the president of the National African Farmers Union of South Africa. And, of course, NAFO SA aims to develop and promote economic growth among existing and new black farmers. Uh, your one and a half minute, Mr. Matlala, starts right now. I know that uh, the other party has actually referred to the Constitution, and I would like to start by saying that in terms of the principle that appears in our Constitution is the following. We, the people of South Africa, recognize the injustice of our past. Honor those who suffered for, ju for justice and freedom in our land. Respect those who have worked to build and develop our country and, and believe that South Africa belongs to all who live in it, united in our diversity. We are a unique country that must indeed address the past. And I would like to say that indeed 50 million South Africans that are actually have been excluded in these issues that is being raised by our opponents must actually uh, be addressed by everybody. Having said so, that obviously would then begin to qualify exactly who we are and where we are. We must say that we are still an economically skewed society. There is still gender, racial issues that need to be corrected. And the issue of affordability of this all water be, you know, it becomes central. And one could not just begin to say that we must pay while these matters have not been addressed adequately. May I also say that in the rural communities of our country, throughout the country, these people, in terms of understanding, in terms of really beginning to say that they can pay. You can't pay if 
definitely these issues have not been addressed. The matter of the, 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 the Department of, 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 of Water Affairs, in our view, must, must be creative in implementing a, 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 a lost you know, uh, recovery issues, especially from the high-impact users, such as mines, etc. Mm. Uh, the other issue that I would like to raise uh, is the National Water Act, which uh, has been referred to. You know, it actually allows, you know, for, for what I am arguing about in terms of, you know, if you refer to Section 56, and, and, and indeed, it will be a sad day if anybody would even begin to mention emerging farmers to start with. It is not a terminology that actually pleases many black farmers in our country because it is there to continue to say uh, black is small. So emerging farmer is not something that we can... Black farmers is something that maybe we can talk about. The black farmers need water. And, and unless we address issues of equity, issues of making sure that, that, that every person in our country would actually access this water, then, then I, think, I think we can then begin to pay adequately if all what I have actually raised uh, 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 is balanced. Thank you. Mr. Mutsipa Matlala, President of NAFU, speaking against the motion, ladies and gentlemen. And our final speaker for the motion, we are not paying enough for water, is Desigen Naidu. Desigen is the Chief Executive Officer of the Water Research Commission, South Africa's only dedicated water research steering and funding institution. Uh, Mr. Naidu, your one and a half minute starts right now. Thank you, thank you, sir. Our colleagues on the opposition make very compelling arguments, but here's the bottom line. The bottom line is that assurance of supply has been identified by the World Economic Forum it has been repeated in every analysis that we've done in South Africa as the number one risk for the economy. We're not going to have enough water. Number two, all of the scenarios that we have plotted says that our water demand is only going to increase in South Africa. That in 15 years from now, we will probably need one and a half times the amount of water we need now. In 30 years from now, we will need twice that. And we also know that those countries who manage water well manage their water behaviors. So we're going to have to look at how we can change the water behaviors of this country so that we're efficient, so that we can make sure that every drop gets used several times and we can meet all of our needs, the economy's needs, the social needs, the ecological needs. And <clears throat> what we have also found everywhere in the world, that one of the most effective mechanisms to do this is tariffing and the price structure. We can't get away from that. Now, we have to be a lot more nuanced about what we're talking about. We're not simply talking about everyone just paying more. We need to deal with some of the issues that have been raised by, by Dora, for instance, around the non-revenue water. Big problem in the country. 36% lost to non-revenue water. That's one and a half million cubic meters of water. It's huge. We need to deal with the infrastructure issues around that. We need to do the operations and maintenance around that. We need to do, deal with the financial management systems around that. We need to do deal with the water leaks. To do all of these things, you need more money. That if the price does not increase, and you don't increase the revenues available to do this, you cannot fix the problem. The other issue that my colleague raised across the way, Matsepe, about equity is a very, very useful thing to look at, because we have in South Africa a very strange situation. We have a water Gini coefficient. 
for those people who can afford, because they, we are not paying enough, that's you and I, the industrial users, the big commercial farmers, etc., because we're not paying enough, we're organizing for those people who cannot afford to pay far too much. The person who is in the rural areas walking for half a day to fetch water for the household is an enormous expense. So in order to deal with that, that very perverse Gini coefficient, we need to reorganize the tariffing structure so that the system is adequately financed to make sure that those people who genuinely cannot afford are able to have access to the resource. Kalani, I will stop here because I think this, this summarizes the heads of arguments. Ladies and gentlemen, speaking for the motion now, Desigen Naidu, a big round of applause, the CEO of uh, Water Research Commission. Thank you. And now the final statement against the motion will be made by Judith Taylor of the South African Water Caucus. The Water Caucus, of course, made up of multiple organizations uh, formed back in 2002 to bring together different water uh, people or activists uh, to deal with these matters. Uh, Judith, your one and a half minute starts right now. Thank you very much. I will start by saying that we have in law the principle the polluter pays. But because enforcement is not followed through, the major polluters of our water resources have never been brought to book. Mines are opened willy-nilly with mining exploration licenses. The water license may appear years later or not at all. They are allowed to pollute our water resources, including our wetlands, which they are destroying. This is the major source. The second major source is industry is polluting heavily. It has not been brought to book. The people who are polluting the water should be brought to book and made to pay for the cost to the communities. And the communities can then freely access water as is their legal right set in the Constitution and acknowledged by the UN. Water is a right for people and for communities. If water is handled correctly in mining and industrial complexes, and those mines and industries have to turn potable water back into the system, many of the problems will be addressed, as will the maintenance of infrastructure, which has been sorely neglected and has to be a matter of importance, grave importance. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, the final statement against the motion, Judith Taylor of the South African Water Caucus. Thank you. Thank you very much. And that concludes round one of this decisive debate. The teams have, of course, put their uh, debates forward. Debating the motion, we are not paying enough for water. Um, what then will happen is that we'll open the floor now. You, the audience, will have the opportunity to interact with what uh, the debaters have been saying, but they'll also have an opportunity to address each other, and we'll also be taking calls from our listeners. 0891104208. Again, if you want to vote, start with the word water, and then uh, say yes or no. No, in relation to the motion, we are not paying enough for water. Start with the word water and then say yes or no. And remember the SMS line 34701, 34701. Give us a call on 0891 104 Before we continue, we're going to go back now to the studio of Abakshini Chetty. The Forum at 8 with Kolani Gwala.
Thank you very much, Rob. You're listening to the WWF SAFM Decisive Debate. This morning we're debating the motion, we are not paying enough for water. This is when we would like you to participate as well. Remember, at the end, uh, you will be voting here and you will give your final thoughts on uh, the teams debating this issue here. You can do so by voting uh, through 34701, our SMS line. Start with the word water and then uh, tell us whether you agree with the motion or not. Yes or no. Do you agree with the motion? Yes. Uh, And, of course, if you don't, no. You can also give us a call on 0891-104-208. What we have this morning, six debaters, two teams of three, fighting it out over this motion. We are not paying enough for water. We're starting now round two of this decisive debate this morning, which is when uh, we'll also be taking questions from the audience. Now, how I would like us to do this is that please just raise your hand. Tell me where you're coming from if you're representing a specific company and if there's a specific respondent that you'd like uh, to um, hear from. But also our debaters at this point are allowed to address each other directly if there are certain issues that they would like to challenge from um, the team debating for or the team debating against. Let me just uh, start with the questions from the floor. Sir, please, uh, your name and where you come from in the question. My name's Richard Holdren from TCTA, so I'm conflicted here because all of you pay my salary when you buy water. But I'm going to make this comment in my individual capacity. I live in Joburg. I have three people in my household. I use about 12 cubic meters per month of water. I currently pay one rand 77 per day for that privilege. I believe that is totally unrealistic. And I believe that if I was paying the true amount for water, then we could extend our services to rural women like next to Woodstock Dam, where our water comes from, who carry their water. So I believe currently the price in Joburg is totally unrealistic, and, and until we make it realistic, we are not going to extend services to the poor, we're not going to get, get correct billing, and we're not going to fix ageing infrastructure. So we're paying too much for water in Johannesburg? No. Way too little. Oh, way, way too little. One round 77. I could not drive my car for two kilometres compared to the water coming 350 kilometres. All right, and I'm going to ask the team, uh, of course, uh, on, on my left, to, to respond to that particular. Is there, is there any other comment before I get the team to respond? Yes, sir. Oh, hi, uh, Andrew Gilder from Edward Nathan Sonnenbergs. Um, just a question to Mr. Uh, Matlala. The, the, the agricultural policy in the country at the moment is kind of unrelated to reality because it, it anticipates um, almost doubling the area under irrigation um, over the next decade or so. Now, that's unconnected to reality because, as Mr. Naidu said, we just simply don't have the water resource. So I was just curious, your organization, um, does it have a long-term strategic plan around water efficiency in agriculture, taking into account climate change scenarios for the country over the next, you know, up to 2050, something like that? Thank you you very much. One last question then, uh, and I'm going to get the teams to respond. Yes, sir. Hi, the name is David Lindley from uh, the Mondi Wetland Program, a program of Western WWF. Um, Essentially, my question is to both panels. Um, I would like to ask them, should municipalities provide financial incentives to farmers in the upper catchments to encourage better stewardship of the land and of the freshwater ecosystems to secure the quantity and quality of the freshwater supply to downstream users, the cities and the farmers, which will obviously cost money, but these are the very folk that are responsible for managing the natural ecological infrastructure that supplies our our dams with water that we all use. 
Right. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, let me start by asking Judith Taylor to respond to what the gentleman was saying a little earlier on. He says we pay way too little. Remember the motion, of course, we are not paying enough for water. Judith, if you may respond to what the gentleman was saying. Yes. Um, what I would say in response to that is that some people are charged way too little, but the real source is the low rates charged to industry and to the mines and the lack of regulation. That is really at the heart of our problems. Putting the price of water up in the municipalities willy-nilly will affect an awful lot of people who cannot afford it. The tariffs should be structured in such a way that high water users pay more. And that goes to wealthy areas, but the poor areas should be suitably lower rated. They cannot afford to pay through the nose. Many times they are not delivered fresh water at all, and they have to go out and buy bottled water at incredibly unequitable rate. But why is that difficult, Helga Muller, to, to, to do what uh, we've just heard now from the team debating against the motion, uh, Judith Taylor? Uh, thanks. Uh, let me first thank the organizer of this event for providing water from the tap to us, <laughs> not bottled water. <laughs> we've got uh, excellent blue drops uh, certification in this water in this city, so thanks for that. You see, uh, Judith is, 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 is right in the sense that uh, we don't want poor people to to to, to pay for the basic volume. And the basic volume has been uh, determined as, as, as a minimum of six kilolitres. Many municipalities where waterborne sewage is provide 10 or 15 for free. So that is what we propose and what we support and should be subsidised. The problem is that local government get the equitable share, which is around 86 rand per month per household for water. And it was debated in Parliament earlier this year. That money doesn't flow back to the water business in a specific municipality. That municipality uses water for all other users. Mm. And, uh, so, so it is it not ring fenced. Exactly. Mm. The point comes back to, and, and Judith is right, if we can, uh, people that are entitled to free water, give them the, the volume, but it shouldn't be unlimited. And secondly, municipalities should use water, uh, water that's meant for water appropriately for the right business. There uh, comes the whole issue of efficiencies, mm. that the money we have in the system is used where it should be. Okay, I'm going to come back to the team debating for, uh, but Mr. Masala, there was a specific question for the farmers, whether you, gentlemen, you guys, have any strategic plans then about how to use water? Well, th thank you very much, um, Kolane. Mm. Uh, it is about to be 9 o'clock, and I would like to use your your thing and say goodbye to Vuyombule. Also, certainly. And, and, and we are very proud at NAFO that she, he has continued to attend our conferences. And thank you very much, and hope uh, God will bless him. Thanks. Uh, indeed, yes, we do have a, a strategy that would actually guide us towards ensuring that our members throughout the country become quite aware of um, uh, environmental issues. But I think uh, with respect, uh, one need to understand and appreciate the two economies uh, within the South African agricultural sector, where, of course, the membership that I represent has not been allowed by law to participate in the sector for quite a long time. However, one need to understand that 
South Africa is now a democratic country. We cannot continue to look on, you know, on the past. We need to really focus on the future. Now, the purpose of our having agreed to be on this panel is primarily to begin to uh, address two fundamental issues. The whole question of ensuring that the water distribution and allocations is done equally and is also benefiting all farmers in South Africa. And secondly, we need to make sure that while we appreciate the importance of paying the water, uh, but we are, we, our argument is that, uh, Kolani, is that this is not the right time to even begin to talk about the pricing because we have not as yet addressed the imbalances of the past. What have they got to do the imbalances of the past with uh, the pricing for farmers? What is the relationship? You, you see, um, uh, I, would, I would quickly start by using a, a very small example. You know, uh, agriculture in South Africa has actually benefited so much uh, from water usage. Mining industry just came not very long ago, I mean, during the 1900. Now, we, we must understand that I did not and I did not benefit from there, and my members didn't benefit, and black farmers in general didn't benefit. And, and, and it, it is therefore reasonable to argue that if you then begin to increase the prices, we, you will actually putting us aside, you will be putting the rural poor community aside. But, but what he is saying is the following, is I'm saying, maybe, maybe I'm, I'm going to come to this again because I, I want to know from, from your research, I mean, does it make sense? Is there logic in what the farmers are saying? Are they arguing to be allowed to use water without necessarily uh, being charged uh, commensurately, so to speak. Well, no, this doesn't make sense at all. Uh, let, 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 let me return to, to another point. I'll come to this very quickly. Is that w what I'm hearing from, from our colleagues across the way is a very good argument for increasing the price of water with the nuance that the increased price must be paid for by the right people. And, and I completely agree with that. You know, we should be looking at large industry and benchmarking their practice. And if they benchmarked practice, if the actual practice is way above the benchmarked practice, if they're wasteful, they must pay more. If they're putting polluted waters back into the system, they must pay more. And by them doing that, they will actually alleviate the domestic use price. Exactly the same for the farmers. If the farmers are not within the benchmarks of efficiency of what they should be doing, if there's so many liters associated with this particular crop, if they're not using the mechanisms that are required to do it, then they should also be paying more. But the thing that I do agree uh, with, with Motsepe about, and the minister spoke about this, is that she said that this is the third decade of democracy that we're now in. And in this third decade of democracy that starts next year, actually, we should be concentrating on equity and we should be concentrating on redistribution. And the means by which the black farmers are going to get increased allocations is introducing efficiencies in the system. And one of the most effective ways to do this is indeed the pricing. But everybody has to pay. From the argument they're putting forward, are you suggesting that they're refusing to implement these efficiencies? No, not by no means. I mean, there are many people in the black farming regimen that are doing very well in this domain. You know, many of our water user associations have good records mm. of people moving in this direction, and we must encourage them and, and thank them for doing it. But we need to have a lot more okay. of this. All right, I'm, I'm going to come to you, uh, Mamdabe, in a minute. But, but uh, uh, just again, bringing you back in the discussion here, Robin Stein, you, your thoughts on, on what the other team say? Well, I think that we are actually, in effect, saying the same thing. 
the Constitution provides for the redress of past racial and gender discrimination, the right to life, the right to dignity. Our Constitution is quite unique in that it mentions water in three specific contexts in our Bill of Rights. There's the socio-economic aspect, there's the property aspect of land, water and related reform, and indeed in the ecological context. For every right, there is an obligation. We have a legislative system that imposes this obligation on users of water and on the state to give effect to these obligations. It allows the differentiation of tariff charges in various geographical sectors, user sectors, and indeed it creates a program which does direct itself to bringing back use charges or costs into the system for the purposes of equity, sustainability, ecological protection. When the Constitution was enacted and the Water Act was promulgated in 1998, beyond doubt, these imperatives in law had to be met. Our argument is the same. Uh, this is a very interesting one because I, don't, I wonder if you agree with that, Dorandaba. Um, if, if you agree that the, the argument is the same, then do you agree that we're not paying enough for water? No, I don't agree. <laughs> I thought you would have jumped and maybe you know, agreed with the motion on the other side. <laughs> How do you respond then to what uh, we've just heard now from Robin? I think we are comparing... We are comparing bananas and bananas. We are not comparing apples and bananas. Because where I come from, we can see how uh, we don't have uh, places like Alexandra. There's no uh, sewage system. And here we are talking about increasing uh, uh, prices of water. And uh, from what I heard from Mr. Muller is that even the pricing is uh, divided into two. It's uh, pricing for uh, fresh water and pricing for sanitation. Which means that if you're going to have one uh, type of pricing for people in Alexandra who are not using, uh, who are still some using bucket systems, I think it's still unfair. All right, let's take some calls here, hear what people have got to say. Let's go to Chesterville in Durban. Kulegani, good morning. Good morning and good morning to your guest. Kulegani, uh, for me, the, my, uh, what do you call my economic status shouldn't determine whether I get water or not. That is very critical. Mm. But also, moving a little bit forward, I think all of us South Africans have a responsibility to save our water that includes our government, because this is what I see on a daily basis. There are leaks all over Devon, and the municipality of Devon is aware of this. And I think this is an ongoing problem throughout South Africa. Now, all of us, including our government, even in our own houses, we need to save water and make it a point that we, we do not speak of high prices. And I'm saying to those guests who are speaking of higher prices, it is because they are aware that mm. they, they have food on their table, and there is somebody else in this country who is struggling to, food put, to put food on the table. And that, for me, is the issue. All right. You say, don't speak of higher prices because you've got enough in your pocket. Think about others. Many South Africans who are unemployed and who are going hungry. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. Thank you. Let me
here uh, before I go back to, to my debaters who will then be giving us their final thoughts before we, we, we get the final uh, vote. Um, sir, please stand up. Tell me. Oh, yeah. Let's, let me start with the lady here. Hi, it's Christine Colvin from WWF. Um, we raise the important point about increasing the efficiencies within the whole system, within the whole water value chain. So my question to all the panelists is, when we tend to think about we are not paying enough for water, we, we look at ourselves first as consumers. But we know that at the moment there are massive outstanding debts from local government. Municipalities have an outstanding water bill of one billion rand, which they haven't paid to water boards. And you can bet that in those municipalities it will be the poor who are currently paying the most for water. So how do we first address these critical issues of weak water governance within the value chain that are breaking down the value of water? All right. uh, the, the, deba the debaters will respond in a minute. Yes, sir from Sanlam, I think for me the focus on price of water uh, argument is, is flawed. Irrespective of affordability, people should be forced to conserve water and not be allowed to waste water. So it doesn't really matter whether you can afford it or not. I think that's one. The second point is uh, the use of water for recreational purposes, I think for me, should be banned in a country like ours where we cannot afford to waste water. All right. Uh, do we have a call? Uh, there was Adam on the line. Let me see if Adam is still there in Manzimtoti. Adam, are you there? Good morning. Yes, excuse me. I'm on the line. Yeah, Adam. Ah, yeah, uh, go, ahead, you want? go ahead, please. What's your question? Sure, sure. Uh, actually, my, my, my question is that uh, we, we should save, save water because water is a critical uh, issue. And again, water fabrication plants are so essential in this country, so we must pay something. Um, and save water. At the same time, we are lucky out there, Kolani and Koli, because you are getting water from other provinces, as you're getting from the Fal Dam from Pumalanga, getting from the Spilcot Dam in Togela, getting from the islands, the Suto Islands water scheme. So all that people, Koli, must save water because. Okay. Uh, they're getting it from other Desmond. provinces. Thank you very much, Desmond in Durban. Let me also hear from John in Durban. Good morning, John. Good morning. Um, I'm from a company called Water Watch. Yeah. And we manage water systems for the end user in buildings. And we've found that we have, for instance, in one building, we, we dropped from 1,500 kiloliters to 600 kiloliters in a month simply by using a prepaid water system where the end-user tenant pays just for what he uses. He's very aware if there's a waste or a leak because he's paying for it, and it, it just simplifies the whole management of water when it is prepaid by the end-user. All right. John and Devin, I think again, uh, in, a, in a couple of minutes' time, I'll tell you the final tally, the final vote, 34701. You still have a, a minute or so to vote. 34701, what you do, you put the word uh, water and then tell me whether you agree with the motion, yes or no. The motion, remember, we are not paying enough for water. Uh, that concludes then round two of this decisive debate. And at this time, I'm going to ask my debaters uh, to give us their final thoughts in, in about 30 seconds or so, because we really are out of time. In about 30 seconds or so, please wrap up. Give me your final thoughts, and I'm going to start with Helgad Muller, the, the Acting Director General responsible for policy and regulation at the Department of Water Affairs. Uh, Mr. Muller, your thoughts for me, your final thoughts. I'm very encouraged with this debate because it actually shows that we are all as South Africans on a more or less on the same wavelength. We acknowledge the same issues that are there, 
we must just address those issues. And it boils down from us as a national department getting the right policies to us also improve our own billing of what should be paid. Okay. And, 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 but, but I just want to say, under investment in water infrastructure will increase, uh, will, will, will less, uh, lead to more uh, ineffective use and, 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 and shortages unless we address these issues. Thank All you. right. Thank you very much. Uh, again, Helgat Muller, thanks indeed. Uh, against the motion, remember, Dorandaba, please give me your final thoughts. Uh, my final thought is that we should stop incentives and cost uh, reduction. And we must have uh, efficient regulation so that uh, the, for the consumers and municipalities and whoever is involved in water. And we should have an independent regulatory body for water. And that body, maybe we can have uh, a regulatory capacity in, in the Department of Water and Forestry. Okay. Thank you very much, Dorandaba, against the motion. Robin Stein, Director at Edwin, Edward Nathan Sonnenbergs, your final thoughts? My final thoughts are, together with Helgaard Muller, a sense of excitement. Across these two tables, we are still speaking to the same blue line. We acknowledge that the law is in place. It requires implementation but also there is a duty on all of us within this room throughout our country to respect, protect and value our resource in the interest of redress, growth and ecological protection. Thank you very much. That is Robin Stein of uh, Edward Nathan Sonnenbergs. Uh, Mr. Matlala, Mzipi Matlala, the President of the National African Farmers Union of South Africa, your final thoughts. Well, we would uh, actually support Minister of, uh, for, for Water Affairs to increase the budget, number one. And I have said that we are still an economically squeezed society that needs to be addressed. And I've also called for the Department of, of Water Affairs to be creative in, in implementing cost recovery, especially from high-impact users like mines and heavy industry. And we are saying that the law uh, actually uh, you know, allows this in terms of Section 56. Whether uh, the law may say anything different, the poor of our country are looking up to this government to ensure that it delivers. The law cannot deliver you know, development to, to, to the poor. Okay. In, in conclusion, uh, uh, Chief, I also want to say that black farmers must be assisted, you know, to acquire and to access, you know, uh, 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 this water. We can't live next to big dams when we do not have okay. access to All that. All right, Masala, the president of the National African Farmers Union, thank you very much. And, of course, concluding uh, for the team debating for the motion, Desigan Naidu, the chief executive officer of the Water Research Commission. Your final thoughts, sir? Uh, thank you, Kulani. The final thoughts are one. The prices must be increased for those who can afford and for those who are wasteful. There must be relief for those who cannot afford and for those who are efficient. The second final thought is we must learn from what happened in the electricity sector. Is if you keep deferring the investment in infrastructure and maintenance, you will end up with a crisis. And our future assurance of supply means that we have to plan properly, and the pricing strategy is part of that. Thank Jessica you. Jessica the Chief Executive Officer of Water Research Commission. And Judith Taylor, you have the opportunity of having the last word on this very important matter. Your final thoughts. Thank you. My final thoughts is around regulation, enforcement of those regulations, polluter pays, and making sure that the budgets are spent on infrastructure correctly. Because that has, 
the source of all of these problems, and we also must question whether we grant any more water use licenses to the mines. Okay. All right, Judith Taylor, representing the South African Water Caucus, thank you very much for your final thoughts here. Right then, we asked you to vote. Uh, of course, the studio audience participated as well in, in the voting, as well as people at home. The motion, remember, and remember this is important because then I'm going to give you the final tally just in a second. The motion was, we are not paying enough for water. We are not paying enough for water. And uh, this is how people then voted on this issue. No... 53% and yes, 46%. So those who have voted against the motion have won the day. 53% against uh, um, the yes, of course, which is 46%. Well done to the team voting and for the motion against the... Yeah. <laughs>